0: whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do,
1: whatever you do,
0: whatever you do,
1: whatever you do, whatever you do,
0: or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God.
1: Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny, And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) This feels...
0: We're really... We're out of a groove. We're out of the groove, for sure. How long has it been? A long... Six weeks? Time. Uh, Yeah, I mean... It's been a long time. I don't know. I didn't even know if tonight was going to happen either. I know. But a lot has happened. And... Here we are!
1: so full of life. Um... We left you... Before our road trip. Yeah. It was a week before? I think it was, yeah. Because we didn't record the night before. No way. I was, like, struggling with mastitis and...
0: Yeah. She, Danny got mastitis...
1: To pack our whole...
0: Right... Bus. Before we were getting ready to leave.
1: It's partly because I was only sleeping, like, three to four hours a night mm-hmm. and working as hard as I could to finish... Not only being packed and ready to go on this long road trip, but just having our, everything done in our shuttle bus. hmm Which was so ready. much. But. That was insane. It worked out.
0: I don't know how you did that. You got mastitis. I got mastitis. I didn't
1: sleep. Over it. Yeah. yeah.
0: hmm So. We made it home.
1: Yep. Yeah, we had a great trip.
0: Road trip was just as I suspected. Sanctifying. (laughs) But... In a good way. You also, I think,
1: enjoyed yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm saying in a good way. Sanctifying doesn't only just mean things suck.
1: I know, but I feel like you only really talked leading up to it about how nervous you were about it and how... Yeah much you didn't want to go, and how you had to go because we were dragging you. Okay. So, when you say it was just as I suspected, that makes it seem like... I didn't like it at all. No, I did,
0: and I feel like it was sanctifying and growing for me, and I enjoyed aspects that um, I didn't expect to. Um,
1: There were still hard things. Yeah. But overall, I feel like...
0: I think it's one of those things that God has just been teaching me in the sense of, like, the days are so fleeting that, like, one hard day, one hard week, one hard month is just that, and it's over, and I'm home, and I've been sleeping in my own bed for, I don't know, a couple weeks now, and, like... You almost don't remember the hard things right. as much we, the- we may or may not have equated our entire road trip experience to different portions of labor
1: <laughs> yes we would be like for abby specifically right. danny
0: would be encouraging me by saying like okay we're at transition now the end is so close you can do this yeah and then we'd get to the place that we thought was going to be like the welcoming of your baby and exciting. We've made it And it was. It was. When we pull in. And yeah, the next morning I woke up and was tired and just out of my comfort zone. And Danny looks at me and is like, and now this.
1: Is breastfeeding.
0: (laughs) Where you're happy and relieved your baby's here. But now. And there's really great parts about it that feel
1: amazing. But there's also still hard parts. Mm -hmm.
0: Really, I think all of life can be used birth Uh as an analogy for.
1: Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So, we got home a couple, like, a month ago? No. Hmm. You almost got home a month ago. I guess not quite, yeah. Three weeks ago? Yeah. And when we were gone, I've known that my bed... was not good for my body anymore for a long time. I have, I've been sleeping on this If you can hear crunching (laughs) over Danny's talking. Abby's just snacking on some delicious macadamia nut clusters.
0: If you've never tried macadamia nut clusters from Costco, Costco, you need to stop what you're doing.
1: Get a face shield and...
0: Get a face shield and a Costco membership. Head on in there. (laughs) They're a little pricey.
1: Yeah, not going to lie. Macadamia nuts are...
0: But we just bust these out on emergency occasions.
1: hmm
0: Like I bought them last night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because she knew there had to be some emergency coming up soon. <laughs> uh, the podcast isn't the emergency, no. just so mm-hmm. everyone is clear on that as well. <sighs> Makes it sound like, oh no, we're no. podcasting again. We need to bust out the... No. Nope. Anyway, back Daddy's to whatever <laughs> I was. My bed. Your bed. I've known. I've been sleeping on the same bed since I was a kid, and loved it. It's this hybrid, half water bed tubes, half regular mattress on the outside mattress. I know Abby is I looking at me. I <laughs> hate Yes. Abby hates it. like you were trying to say cuz I said Abby and you were trying to finish my sentence like Abby hates it. <clears throat> but you also said I hates it. <laughs> I know it gets confusing when we try to finish each other's sentence. <laughs> um Abby didn't like it it was what i was used to anyway i knew it was getting too soft for my old broken body or so you (laughs) thought so we decided to switch mattresses to a king size one that we had and give our girls our bed because they all all my kids want the bed they think it's really comfortable Well, we went to switch it to, like, move it over to the girls' room and realized that we haven't filled the waterbed tubes in seven years since we moved into our house. And apparently, even though it's super slow, the water can evaporate out of them. So, really, probably all we really needed to do was just fill up the waterbed more. But we were already way too far into the process by that point to turn back. So, we still switched with the girls' We got a new bed frame, had to build that. A shelf fell off of our wall, didn't kill Chip, even though thankfully we weren't in bed sleeping, but it's a shelf that was right above his head. Yeah. So that fell. You guys upgraded then, not
0: because you wanted to, but to a king size bed now. Right. And that's
1: been going fine.
0: Danny's one of those weird people who want to sleep like touching chip, which is probably why they have no kids. <laughs> I mean, Tim and I sleep in a king-sized bed and we have a whole like pillow wall barrier between us.
1: Yeah, no. No pillow because wall. Because we
0: barrier. don't want to touch at night.
1: If there's a pillow between us, we're both using the same pillow between our legs.
0: You what?
1: <laughs> Why you?
0: Because I can't touch him when I'm trying to sleep. It's
1: like no, we like. Yes, I will. That's so close. I will like. This this is my problem in the queen size bed. If I kind of stirred awake a little bit, and like wanted our arms to touch or something, so I could go back to sleep. I just had to move my arm over. Now I have to, like, actively, like, scoot across the bed to find where he is.
0: So you, like, want to be, like, touching to fall asleep. Mm Mm-hmm. I just can't fathom. Yeah. Like, Tim and I cuddle at night in bed. But then there comes a point, and he knows the point because it's the point when I take off my glasses and set them on the nightstand, that he has to, like, pray and then... Leave. (laughs) And he intentionally will try to, like, bug me by, like, staying right there. You know?
1: I just... Occasionally, if we're both, like, wanting to... You know how... Well, you probably... You probably always have a certain way you sleep or something. Sometimes I like to sleep facing one way, and sometimes I like facing... I'm the same way. way. Okay, so there will be times where we both want to sleep... Facing away from each other. But then we're still, like, back to back. Like, our backs are up against each other.
0: What? I literally, like, I can't fathom Yeah. this. So do you really sleep more, like, in the middle of your bed?
1: No, oh, absolutely.
0: Or... What? We just had to get a new mattress because we have a giant hump in the middle of I our probably bed.
1: probably could have just taken your mattress and yeah. slept on the hump. And Except we might have been rolling, rolling down and we would sides. have been sad. And yeah. Wow. Yep. So we'll just have one giant dip in the middle of our bed. hmm So there was one night that it worked out well because our almost three-year-old woke up and wanted to be in our bed. And so I will say that was the f- first night that I was actively like... Yes, this bed was amazing, because while I like sleeping with Chip in a queen-size bed and not losing him, adding other kids into that situation mm-hmm. typically means I don't get as good of sleep, mm-hmm. especially if they're wanting to, like, sleep by me. Even if they're, like, in the middle, but they want to sleep by me, then that means I, like, have a small edge space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If they, our twins used to like to sleep like on top of Chip's face when they came in. I'm not even exaggerating. They would like lay on on him and he didn't notice at all. I would ask him like, when did they come into our room? And he'd say, I didn't even know they were here until I woke up this morning. And I'm like, there were two of them laying on. On your arms, on your face, like, over your body, yeah. And you had no idea they were there. He's like, oh no. So, I'm. I i do not know that he so much wants. It's not that he doesn't want to be touching me or cuddling me. He just it doesn't. It doesn't bother him at he all. He doesn't really care either way. Right. I think he can sleep fine if he just goes into a like almost dead, comatose sleep. So, people touching him, people aren't. He doesn't know. Wow. So, yeah. Anyway, so we got a new bed. And we've come to a point where I finally convinced Chip that we need to purge... We're like... What was her name? Marie... Condo. Oh, yes. <clears throat> I don't right? remember. Yeah, it was the... We are, like, doing a light version of that. Super light. Mm-hmm. We're doing, like... We're becoming more, like, normal people. Yes.
0: And not hoarding
1: yeah. lots of things. I mean, I don't think we were, like...
0: You're not the hoarders that are on TV that have, like, collect their, like, trash. You're not those No. People. And
1: even, like, I do think there are people whose homes that even aren't to that level are, like, more cluttery and less organized. Mm-hmm. I feel like we, yes. we've we always tried to maintain an orderliness mm-hmm. in our saving a lot of stuff mm-hmm. so that it's not, like, too terrible. But mm-hmm. it, I I've decided it's, like, every seven years you need to have, like, a... Purge. Yeah. Kind of a redo a little bit figure out like okay we've lived in our house for seven and a half years and we've never touched this or you we've we saved this when we moved here thinking like oh we might use that someday but it's been seven and a half years now and we haven't so is it safe now to mm-hmm. feel like right we can get rid of this lace? See Tim and I are
0: really opposite. And where you
1: throw things away, and then like three days later, you're like, oh, whoops! Wish I would have had that. Not that
0: we do that. I know. I don't feel like we just frivolously throw things away because I don't want to go find a new home for it. No, no. I feel like when in doubt, we're like, let's just get rid of it.
1: Right. Either give. It's not always throwing it away. Right. Yes. Donate it, or give it away, or sell it, or whatever. Yes. But you're much quicker like well I'm not using it right now so we probably don't need it yeah and Mm -hmm. I'm like someday when I have grandkids I might want to sew them a pillowcase out of this fabric
0: yeah nope
1: now I'm crunching the nuts so
0: that's not me anymore
1: that's not all just Abby eating
0: (laughs) all the macadamia nut clusters
1: so yeah but also it takes time. Yeah, to sort through all your junk and figure out what you're saving and what you're mm-hmm. getting rid of and
0: Yep. We have been busily trying to get our house ready, but more so a lot of just like planning and food readiness for thanksgiving this is the first year where tim's family is flying in um from various parts of the states and we're going to be hosting thanksgiving so it's my very first year ever cooking thanksgiving things and hosting people out of town
1: for buy your turkey yet yep what size you get
0: I can't tell you because then people will know how many people I'm having over for Thanksgiving. Not
1: necessarily. Uh, My aunt and my grandpa, like this, it's like my grandpa, it's like four of them and they make like a 25 pound turkey. Oh, okay.
0: Well, alright. You just never know. It's only 22 pounds.
1: I mean, you don't know how many people I'm having over and I'm having a zero pound turkey for Thanksgiving. True. So, you just don't know.
0: Yes. 22 pounds. And I already took it out of the freezer to the thaw, to thaw, defrost. Good thaw. job. Thaw out. Defrost. I had to put a reminder on my calendar because, yeah. So just been trying to get ready. I since I've never done this before. I'm I'm not. This is one of those like new experience things. Unlike the road trip, <laughs> that I'm not stressed about or nervous about or like. It doesn't... Does it sound fun to you? Yeah, it does. It definitely does. It definitely sounds like we... Tim and I were talking, like, I would do this every year. Like, have everyone come out and cook everything. If everyone was willing to, like, fly out here, I would happily do every year. It does take a lot of, like, mental effort and preparing and cooking and prepping and money to buy all of the food to feed everyone. But I, I feel like I've learned on a small scale... From our friendship and the cooking and things that we've done that I feel like I've just...
1: I think that, yeah, it's so funny because when I make stuff now for, like, if Chip's parents and sister come Mm -hmm. over and it's just our family and them, they feel like I made this big meal, but I feel like I'm making a small meal. Yeah. And it's funny how that works.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, like, my mom came over the other day for... I made just, like, a barbecue chicken. But I literally, like, threw it in my crock pot and was like, I don't know what else we're going to... Like, because I... The store didn't have ground beef, so I couldn't make what I was going to make. And so it was one of those, like... And, oh, I think I have some leftover green onion, and I think I have some potatoes. We could just make, like, bakers and put some meat over, and maybe I have sour cream. It was, like, very thrown together. Uh-huh. And my mom was like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. She, like, loved it. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm glad
1: this worked I, out so
0: well for I both know. of I us. I was really not sure. Yeah. But, so I'm just feeling good about, like... it's not gonna be perfect I'm probably not I probably forgot multiple
1: things from the store what it'll um, be fine are you doing just all the traditional turkey mashed potatoes um also cheesy potatoes
0: my mom's bringing those green bean casserole and regular green beans magic corn which is like corn with garlic and basil and butter lots of butter it's really really good Um, Are you doing any sort of stuffing? Stuffing? Yes, that's the one thing. Everyone else, Tim's mom especially, was like, "You have to get this brand of stuffing."
1: Oh, you're just using a box.
0: Yes, and there I didn't have a choice. Like,
1: right? That that was the one and only thing. I feel like that's. I'm not making stuffing. But that feels super easy if they buy a box. It's not because it's not
0: just they buy a box, Danny. Is a certain particular kind that I had to get, and almost no stores here had them. So, I had to, like, hunt them down at one particular target that had them. And even then, I, like, went, like, two weeks ago, and they barely had the six bags I needed to get. Okay. So.
1: Well, I'm just saying there are a lot of families who have very particular, like, Homemade, yes. Stuffing recipes that is like kind of involved. No, but no, this
0: is not that. And Tim's dad, I bought the turkey, but Tim's dad is gonna cook it because I've never cooked the turkey. Do they cook the stuffing in the turkey? I yeah, I think so. Actually, I, I'm not totally sure. I'm guessing. Okay, that sounds right. Um, I'm gonna make, maybe I'm hoping to make pies, but my default is we'll just pick them up at the store if that doesn't happen gonna make rolls gravy I think that's everything nice so
1: yeah we're having smoked brisket for Thanksgiving mm-hmm not disappointed about that yeah and kind of this, this the classic other sides. yes. Yeah mashed potatoes and cheesy potatoes and green bean casserole and regular green beans and rolls and pie. Great. Probably no stuffing though. Yeah. Oh, and I'm making baked onions just for myself, basically.
0: I bet Tim would love them.
1: They're so good.
0: Is it just an onion? What do you do?
1: It's an onion with like chicken broth and stuff kind of poured over it and then it's like topped with this butter breadcrumb herb top so it's all like crunchy and the onions so is
0: like, it like a blooming onion from
1: no okay no because you're not breading it in any way oh
0: okay
1: you're just putting that on top of like a whole onion
0: okay yeah
1: and see if he wants to try it.
0: We do live right next
1: door. True. So, yeah. Thanksgiving coming up. And before Thanksgiving, my baby turns three. I've been living through the many, many days of Facebook memories Mm -hmm. of me being past my due date three years ago yep with a giant baby inside of me and all the all the reminders are popping up or memories of like when people like there was a a sunday that i i had been updating like daily with belly pictures and stuff Mm -hmm. and their sunday came and i just like laid around all day and then i Got ready and went to church, and church always lasts really late. And then we ate, and it was like nine o'clock at night. And I realized I had not been on Facebook at all or said anything at all. And so this was when I was like five days past my due date mm-hmm. or something. So I was like, oh, sorry guys, still pregnant, didn't have my baby. And it was there was ten,
0: a bunch he was of, ten days right mm-hmm. past.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, it was. The day after Thanksgiving, I kept saying the whole pregnancy, at least I'll have my baby by Thanksgiving, and it was such a disappointment to wake up on Thanksgiving and yeah, not have my baby, but I should have known. All it took was getting through Thanksgiving, and then he came. Yeah, man. So... We don't... I don't know we don't know what we're talking about no we never know what we're talking about I know but it feels even I feel like we should have tons of stuff to update but it almost feels like one of those times where you have so much time and so many updates that you're kind of like eh, just let's just all over. start where we are right right but I'm trying to figure out where are we even we we don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good um, yeah. How about that election?
1: <laughs> oh, right. That I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. Yes, because with. it's hard to remember what we said eight months ago or however long it's been, six mm-hmm. months ago. I'm not really sure how many months ago it's been, but I feel like we're coming around. We're like circling back around. To, I don't know if it's just me in this week, but there's definitely people in my life who like coronavirus is back to being real in the sense that not that it was ever not real, but I'm hearing of more and more people who are sick who have COVID-like symptoms, Mm -hmm. who are testing positive for COVID, who are having to decide if they're gonna self-quarantine, all those decisions again, where Mm -hmm. for a while, I feel like we weren't hearing about that as much. Right. And it it kind of felt like we should be done with this, but we we weren't. Two weeks. To flatten that curve. Just gotta flatten that curve for two and weeks. So I just feel like for me mentally I've been back to this place of trying to wade through like I I think you hear you can hear so many different conflicting not even just opinions, but also fact based mm-hmm. things and trying to know how we handle life through all of this and Right. It can feel like you're kind of in this surreal place of trying to determine like, am I being crazy? Are other people being <coughs> crazy? We're back to feeling like that again. Yes. So I feel like I I there were a couple of really of weeks where that was really prominent in Mm -hmm. my life Mm -hmm. in the spring. Yeah. And then I feel like it kind of slowly Mm -hmm. tamed down. And now I just feel like it's gotten kind of stirred back up again of like Yeah. Trying to figure out what's going on in the world around me and Mm -hmm. Uh, Is this really just all this surface level, what the media is saying that it is? But I don't feel like... I feel like there's a lot of evidence against that and that there is a much deeper plot line going on. But then you kind of feel like... Like a year ago, I would have thought people saying these things, though, were like kind of off, it's the just amazing and am I off the deep end.
0: It's just amazing when you think about like a year ago like last Thanksgiving for example like just how quickly things have changed. Yes. Like of just like the norms of our culture and like what
1: are. And wondering so even if wondering if we say like we'll we'll get back to normal. It feels like at this point... It's hard to even remember... Right. It's hard to even remember... We'll never go back. There will be certain aspects that will have changed inevitably forever. Right. Yes. And not knowing which of those things are the case and which aren't and which things we should want to change and which things we shouldn't and what areas am I being stubborn and what areas should I be stubborn and... So I think that's just clouding a lot of my thought process, which mm-hmm. makes it hard to know what to talk about because I don't feel confident to make strong statements I mean me. I struggle like, do we talk about what, where we're at, what we think mm-hmm. with it or not and to what degree right. because I, I don't always know that I feel so sure in my own thoughts even that I want to commit mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. like that's part of the problem is <coughs> and I feel like that there's a carryover with that in even other subjects mm-hmm. even like birth even parenting right. even homeschooling where it's like well, I've figured this thing out enough that I know how I'm going to practically live it out but I don't feel like I have figured it out enough to tell you how you should practically Mm -hmm. like live it out so when you're in that point it's kind of hard to
0: right think about though relating this back to birth Mm -hmm. how we talked about like how the culture has changed in the last year but think about like the birth culture in the sense of like how different hospital births are now Yes. And restrictions that are there.
1: Right. And it's just, it feels Honestly, like... Honestly, even home births for yes. a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Yes, but I do think there has been definitely a more of a interest in home birth...
1: Yes. ...than there ever has been in a... Not yes, ever, but, that's, but in a long but time. But that inadvertently strongly shifts and affects... The home birth culture, as well, yes, right, because when you have a large influx of people who really are more comfortable with hospital birth coming, but they in just want to do a wanna...
0: hospital birth at home, is a totally different thing. It's than... gonna
1: change a lot of the mindset going right. into that and yes. how that's handled, and yeah. so yeah, I mean, it's and then down the line,
0: regulations will change with that in mind, and yeah,
1: yeah. I've definitely thought a lot about how interesting it is that we have had a journey through birth that has taken us to where we're, we already do feel, for the most part, comfortable outside of a hospital setting unless there's an emergency yeah. or reason to go to one. Mm-hmm. In which case, I think we'd be fine with doing whatever. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: there's still better policies and less good policies. Yeah. That, but um, Just, it's hard to remember all the women who are just coming to this mm-hmm. for the first time yeah. and making this decision really based out of a place of fear or um, not being able to have the circumstances that they had hoped for in the hospital.
0: And that's where, I mean, anytime we would talk to someone who would say they want to have a home birth out of fear of going to the hospital, fear should not be the ultimate like motivating factor for whatever decision you choose, whether you're...
1: Fear shouldn't be the motivating factor. Financial reasons—it's right. Not to say these things don't play a play part.
0: Play f- a part, yes.
1: And I, but if if that's where it's being driven from, it should be looked at. Like, are there other solutions to this problem? Right. Like, is this really the only solution? Is to give birth at mm-hmm. home because probably it's not going to be the best move to make if. Right. your reason is just that it's not as expensive mm-hmm. or that you're really scared of going to the hospital or whatever kind of having more of an understanding of what you are looking for mm-hmm. not just it's i was thinking about that the, a lot the other night is it's important to know what you do want what you don't want in birth but it's also important to know what you do want it's it's good both ways and why i feel like there's women who know these are the things i really want Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily know what they don't want and that can bombard them in the process Mm -hmm. and now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden all these things are coming up that they had never even thought through because right
0: because if you just think about it in a broad sense like okay i just don't want to be checked a lot in labor and i don't want pitocin and i don't want to be induced Those are all the things I don't want, but you're not thinking about what you do want. Right. And how what you want and what you're wanting to have can play into whether the other things happen or not.
1: Right. But if you only think about the things you want, Mm -hmm. then when something comes up of like, well... I'm trying to think of an example. Like, well, I'm. It, the problem with this analogy is that you have to know what the person is wanting to know what things they haven't thought through mm-hmm. that they don't want. So I don't have a, I don't have an actual like case study, study right now. So it doesn't work out. But basically. It's good to know what you want. It's mm-hmm. good to know what you don't want and and the whys behind that and have yeah. reasons behind right. that because if you don't have reasons, then yeah. it's going to be really hard to know why you're doing what you're right. doing.
0: We were recently just talking to some college age girls who aren't married at, about birth things and and I think Danny made a good point of it is really important to watch births from both ends of the spectrum and to like familiarize yourself with like what how they look and like what what the differences
1: are between them to be able to know like what the choices are what things you're going to be faced with what because you could watch a million unassisted birth videos and be like this is what I want and be all prepared that what you want is to be just you and your husband and your best friend and your room and a tub a water birth but if something comes up to where you you feel like i'm not safe anymore i need help i want to go to the hospital and now you find yourself in the hospital and you never prepared Mm -hmm. for what that could look like Mm -hmm. yeah you're going to be in real trouble when they start there are still decisions to be made there right likewise if you've planned a hospital birth and i've i know of people who never were going to try to not have their baby at the hospital and they have their baby in the car yep. on the way there or, yep. and if you're not prepared for that, that can be very mm-hmm. scary and a very traumatic thing that it doesn't need to be. If right. you are understanding the process, understanding what's going on, mm-hmm. understanding what you want. I think that's where our heart has always been that we want women and girls as they grow up into women to be able to understand what is even going on and Mm -hmm. why they're making the decisions that they're making. And as they invite others into the process, like why they have them there, Mm -hmm. what their purpose is. So if you say, I want to have a C-section and I'm asking my OB to do a C-section That's your right to do that. I think it's just important to understand, like, to know why are you making that decision? Mm -hmm. Do you understand the pros and cons fully? Do you understand, like, all the aspects of what goes into that? Mm -hmm. And if it's out of certain fears, like you were talking about, or whatever, like, have you really exhausted, like learned about those fears, right. learned what the answers are to them, learned how to, to handle them. Mm-hmm. Or are you just jumping to well I've heard that it's better to just have a C section. Right. You know? Yeah. Or be induced. Or have a hospital birth or have a home birth or not I mean I think it can go both ways. I yeah. think you can have women who i like, well, I decided I'm going to have an unassisted birth because I just am so afraid that other people coming into my birth space will mm-hmm. influence me. And that's fine. But again, it's not good to do it out of fear, but out of confidence of like, I know that for myself, like what I need is to not have a bunch of people there. Yep. and Right. And knowing that you can leave options open and not have to be committed to.
0: I think that is on my top five. This is going to be totally off the cuff. Top five. Top top five. Top five pieces of advice we would give a first time mom. Sure. Okay. Okay. One of them would be. This isn't even just for a first-time mom. Really, it's just for, like, any pregnant person. Okay. One of those. This is not in any particular order. Okay. Because you're going to help do some of these five. Okay. Um. One of those would be to talk to your birth team in a very open, frank, transparent way that you might call them and you might not. You might want them there and you might not. And have, like, a very, like, real conversation about... I don't want to feel like I'm committing to having you there, but I also... That
1: it's okay to have certain people that you want to come, that you think, like, I'm really would, like, they are a special person to me, Mm -hmm. I could really see them being beneficial to this process, right? and I want to invite them, I want them to be prepared, I want them to be on call, I want them to have their phone by their bed at night, they're ready for my phone call... But it can be so tricky if that's the expectation that's laid out. And then the next morning, that
0: person wakes up and finds out you had your baby and are like, you feel bad because you didn't call them because you suddenly decided you didn't really want.
1: Or you're in labor and you're like, oh, we should probably call so-and-so, but I'm not really feeling like I want to. Like, it's just hard to tell Right. How things are going to go, who you are going to want to have around Mm -hmm. or not. So, I agree. I don't think that that's something that's acknowledged very often. I think it's sort of like...
0: I think people say, pick your birth team wisely. Yes. And that's true. Yes. You should. But I want to take it a step further and say, pick your birth team wisely and have open lines of communication that you might want them and you might not and feelings won't be hurt and... Right. Everyone's on the same page with that. Right. Yes. Okay. That was number five. Number four. Piece of advice.
1: Your turn. I. The I hmm. <laughs> Is this uh, broadly for pregnancy and birth? Is yes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I think. R- rely more on how you're feeling and use tests and diagnostic things for when you feel there's a need for that information, mm-hmm. and but, don't, but don't the information. just assume that you need a lot of information from outside Sources,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. we've we've gotten down this rabbit trail in pregnancy where we become so dependent on lab tests and ultrasounds and all these different things that we almost can't pay attention to when we're just feeling good or feeling crappy. Mm-hmm. Or, and I'm not saying that we don't utilize those things. I think they're really important to utilize. But I know so so many women who don't even understand the tests that they're doing mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, my doctor just said we needed to do this. They'll have blood work drawn. They don't know what they're having their blood work taken for. They mm-hmm. get put on things that they don't know why they're being put on them. They're just like, oh, they said that I needed it. And um, I think it's true in pregnancy and out of pregnancy. But Right. Um,
0: and I feel like that also leads into... What I would say as far as for birth goes is you don't, I think I really struggled with this a lot during my fourth birth with Calvary of feeling like I needed someone else to tell me where I was at in the process. That I somehow felt like my midwife could look at what I was doing and how I was acting and what I was saying and determine what was happening. And
1: when it was, and then you end, needed and, that to be like validated in yes, some to mm-hmm, some degree. Yeah, and it, it like it if was, you said that you thought something was happening, but they looked at what their pieces of information were and were like, right, no, or right. yes, you're right. Like yeah, and I think
0: I struggled with that a lot because then I felt like I was looking to other people during the labor part mm-hmm. and feeling like I needed to be like present for that of like well what, what are they whispering over there like what where do they think I'm at is this almost done instead like of what just, should I be doing should I be changing of just, right instead of just thinking about okay what am I feeling what ha, am I wanting to get into a dip- different position because I'm feeling like this isn't working or am I wanting to get into a different position because someone else is <laughs> suggesting it or what am where am I like what am I feeling is changing and where why the
1: are people suggesting right. things where is suggest- the
0: baby at in my uterus like does it feel lower or higher how did that contraction feel like analyzing for myself Mm. instead of having other people analyze like oh just so you know contractions now are three minutes apart like Mm -hmm. i don't need to have that information i have the information based because i'm feeling them right um and i feel like that was made even more (laughs) clear with ruben's birth of like people on the outside telling me like nope you're not in labor When I was at the hospital, like, you should just go home, your water didn't break, you're not in active labor, and... Right. Coming home and having him 45 minutes later. Like... Right. I knew that that was what was going to happen. Like, I knew that... And that's where I feel like we have to be able to, like,
1: know... Do you feel like you ever struggle on some level with knowing, though, that during labor, it's really hard... It is a hard time. That there are times that you might not trust the information you're. I mean, not even just during labor, but even during the pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I know that's something that I've struggled with. Yeah,
0: and that's where you like, have to like be prayerful and evaluate. Like, is am I am I want am I seeking tests or information or to be checked to see how far dilated I am or any of those things based on like. Fear or based on just wanting more validation or like what is the motivation behind that I don't think like you said and then any what, of those things are wrong
1: and then what am I going to do with that information right.
0: and I think that's the thing that isn't thought about a lot like okay so you're in labor and you want to be checked because you just want to know okay and then what if you're this many centimeters right like, what is that going to change What if you're this many centimeters dilated? Like, what is that information going to change?
1: Right. And is it going to even be beneficial? Because if it's good news and you're far, then...
0: Then you're far and you're going to have your And it's good news.
1: Right. If you're not as dilated as you would hope that you are, is that going to bring... Is that going to actually be detrimental to you? Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Maybe you're the type of person that it's like... That would really take pressure off of you to feel like I can just rest for a while and not Right. But that's where like, you have to think through. You have to decide is this information I right. really want and why? Yeah. Okay. So was that We're at three. That was that was my third one. Okay. What was the third one? I mean, I know you said something well, else. You said it led into something else.
0: Yeah, like you talking about like thinking through like, looking within like di- instead of outside yeah. for, like, right. diagnostic tests. And I related that also to birth of, like, the labor process. Right. Okay. So, number two sure. is...
1: This was a great idea.
0: I know. This is such a insightful, <laughs> really thought, thought out, planned well. Yeah. But we're in it. We have two more to come up with.
1: I know. Top five things to so tell a pregnant person.
0: Mm, No pressure.
1: Well, since they're not in any order, so I don't know if this is more important or less important. I really don't. Okay. But, and I don't even know that the pregnant person has a lot of control over this, but I do think that something that's kind of outside of the realm of the, like, natural birth community and talking about birth stuff is... Try to try to talk about these things with your husband. Yeah, and do your best to to try to educate and make decisions together. Even mm-hmm. though I know there's some husbands that really aren't receptive to it, but even if your husband isn't very receptive to it, right, and has a different opinion about this something, this is still spiritually like his. He's leading you in right. this. And so... You can trust God in that. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it can be really uh, intimidating and scary for women who have decided they have certain options and certain things that they really want. And they're the ones that have to go through the process. Mm-hmm. And then they have a husband who isn't on board with whatever that right. might be. Both directions. Right. Yeah. And it can feel very vulnerable to put yourself into the situation of respecting and honoring and submitting to that. Mm -hmm. But I think that I would call women to trust the Lord in that and maybe do things that are outside of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying that you don't like I said, have conversations, ask them to look into things more. Mm -hmm. Both, like I said, this can go both ways. I've known of women who really want to have a hospital epidural birth and their husband wants them to try to do it more naturally or like, and... so it can be that, or it can be a woman really wants to have a home birth and her husband doesn't feel comfortable and wants her to go to the mm-hmm. hospital. And I, I know that I catch myself even like flinching towards wanting to encourage that woman who's in that place. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, here's all the things that you can do. Like, try, have you talked to him about this yet? And it's not that it's bad to talk to him, but we shouldn't be trying to manipulate right. and yes. We can trust that God is going to use them in Mm -hmm. their role to do what he wants in our birth situations. Right. And the number one thing. Number one
0: was a toss up, but I'm going with you can trust God in the timing Of everything. All of it. Like, really, the same, like, ways that you can trust God in, like, you're deciding when your baby's birthday is going to be and, like, when you're going to go into labor is the same God that you can trust when you're really wanting to be pregnant or not pregnant in a specific month. Or, like, that's the same God that you can trust, that he knows, he knows the bigger picture, way more... Of the picture than we can even comprehend. And he is the one who is sovereign over these things. And so he is the one who decides when your baby's birthday should be. And we can trust him with that. Even if it's not when we... Danny very much felt like Deke's birthday should have been much, much sooner than it was. But I feel like... And a lot of people felt like that for me right. as well. But that, that goes all the way back to... I mean, really to everything like God's going to bring you your husband when you when he finds the timing right, that God's going to allow you to get pregnant at the month that he thinks is right. And like all of these things that like God is sovereign over all. Yes. And we can trust him in the details of that.
1: Yes. That was my number one. I think that's a great number one. Great. But I kind of do want to know, you said you were going back and forth, so that means you must have had another one.
0: Well, I know, but the second one didn't really compare to that one.
1: Okay, so this is number six. It's like a side note. What's your side note?
0: Side note is ignore the contractions for as long as you can. Oh, okay. (laughs) Like... Don't, don't literally, your baby will come out if you've never timed a contraction. Yes, but I think and your baby will come out important. if you've also never been checked and if you've never walked miles and if and you never did stair steps and you never bounced at a ball and you never ate pineapple and spicy food.
1: And as gross as it is, it's really, I think it's really helpful to think about the analogy of like pooping. Yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah. The other day. Pooping out a baby.
0: Of, like... Not really, but, like... Well, because someone had said, like, well, how do you know when to push? And you're, like, you... Like, do you... Do you have to, like, figure out when you should start pushing out your poop? Right. No. You just... Your body is doing it, and you're, like, oh, I guess I should... I'm
1: pushing now. Right. But even before that, you can have, like, different urges along the way, Mm -hmm. or... Yes. And it can... Come quickly or not. Take time. Yes. But it, the chances that you're not going to go, I mean, I don't know. You might need help once in a while. But the number of times mm-hmm. that somebody needs help in that area. Right. It's just, it's the same. not It's the same. Your
0: your baby. Sphincter muscle. Like you're. I, and I think with that,
1: I still always remember a major philosophical switch for me in birth was understanding, being made aware of the fact that the baby's an active player in birth. Mm -hmm. There were so many of my first births that I felt like, it's like the baby's in there and it's my body's job to get the baby out. Mm -hmm. So if somehow my body isn't working right or something's not happening right or like the baby got too big and like... Whatever the case may be, like mm-hmm. it felt much more like my body has to get the baby out. Mm-hmm. Which is true that your body's working, but your body's working with the baby, and the baby actually has like active roles in the whole process. Mm-hmm. So when you're, I think that's why inducing is so. Like, can the baby get on board and figure out like, oh, this is happening now, right. and it still be? But being that's why the risk
0: of yes. having a C-section is fifty percent if you're induced. Like, that's why it goes up so high is because it's not just your body needs to start.
1: Right. Babies things. like babies can move and shift and get in right positions and get in bad positions and mm-hmm. it, so. I know that that seems really simplistic and, like, a foundational, like, well, obviously, the mm-hmm. baby but I think the way that our society approaches birth has definitely made it, like, if we can just get our body going, mm-hmm. if, our, if our body can just do birth, then the baby will come out. Like, mm-hmm. we even talk about it in our language of, like, time for your eviction, like, mm-hmm. like I'm going to force you out now, like... Mm-hmm. It's time for you to come out. Right. It's like we think it's... They uh, don't have a, Something that they're... Right. Part of the process. Yeah. We did surprisingly well. Yeah.
0: And I was just thinking, you know, recording on Friday nights might not be what we do. Like, it might not fit into our schedule. So, this is just my way of saying, sometimes... We might not have an episode out on a Saturday morning, but maybe it'll come on Sunday morning because we record on Saturday. Yeah. Or maybe we just might not...
1: We're not... not, We are... We are back.
0: We're back. But we also feel like... I think, at least for me, sometimes it feels like, well, if we didn't get it done by Friday night, then we'll just not do it until the next week. Right. But But I think there are times that we can just... I think
1: to some degree, we've just... It's been a rough landing coming home yes i agree i just know with holidays and things coming up it
0: feels like getting it done on a friday night may not happen all all the time but i feel like we could record on a tuesday and
1: just post it on a tuesday isn't it pretty amazing that we're coming up on our two (sighs) year mark quickly i mean is it two years it won't be until i think we what did we launch january
0: Wasn't January? Maybe we we actually started it out in
1: February, or March, maybe even. January though was when we started Mm -hmm. recording our first, because that was back when we were so cute and thought we were gonna record Mm -hmm. episodes ahead of time Mm -hmm. and be all scheduled out and Mm -hmm. all that. We're we're apparently regressing even further to saying we don't know what day we're going to record. And we just might right. throw out random ones at random times. But read, I feel like it's either or
0: that or
1: Nothing. we quit. But we're not quitting. We're committed to continuing. Yes. to.
0: But that's where you just have to subscribe on whatever podcast things that you listen to. So that you get notified that there's a new episode. Yeah. Because it'll be a surprise for us all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed our return to podcasting. Whatever this is. Yes. And we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.